Um, Woohoo! She was that embarrassing. Um, this is a hilarious, unfiltered public airing of secrets and private thoughts. Um, in each episode, we share secrets, listen to the secrets of our guests, all while debunking the stigma, self-consciousness, awkwardness, and feelings of embarrassment that sometimes surround these topics. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your co-host, Sammy. What up, everybody? Hi. Hi. I have not seen you all week. How was your week? It was really good, actually. That's I mean, good. I feel like I need to go and be more social in my life. So that we have more to talk so, about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, would this make for great material for Is That Embarrassing? I don't know. That's the only reason I like got back on <laughs> dating apps because I was like, I need shit to talk about. And I decided I need to like see my friends once in a while. And I'm like, ooh, they're funny. I'll hang out with them. Um, but not really. I what mean, did you do this week then? What do, what do you have to report? Oh my goodness. Let's see. I went to see an incredible play at BAM on Friday night with my sister-in-law, Dana. Okay. Um, it was an interpretation of Medea, which is a Greek tragedy by Euripides. This is my nerd alert coming out. Um, it starred my boyfriend, Bobby Cannavale, <laughs> and his wife, Rose Does Byrne. your husband know? <laughs> of course he knows. He's fine with it. We're very open about that shit. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. I can't get over the staging. I, like, daydreamed about it in my head all of Saturday and Sunday, and I was just like, this is beautiful. It was just all white. I, If I were to, to use my words to describe it, I wouldn't be able to give it, do it justice, and it was just beautiful. But I also can't imagine being an actor, working with my husband in a play, and watching him make out with another woman on stage. I don't know how they did that. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Mostly because I'll never land an actor, but... You may. You never know. <laughs> That's a good but point. But it was really fucking good. That's good. I'm I loved it. Fun. It was really fun. I can't really think of anything else. I was um, in the hospital. So yes, you were. That was cool. I uh, If I cough, I do not have corona. I just have fucking sinuses. Leave me alone. It's a really rough time to have allergies out in New York City. It really is, because every time somebody coughs, we're like... <gasps> Someone coughed on our train on the commute here, and like five people left the train and like went to the next car. They did. just like, cool. Um, no, so we all know from episode one, I have Epstein-Barr uh, virus, and my spleen is severely enlarged, so I landed in the hospital. Um, my doctor was so fucking hot um i changed my dating app like um distance range to less than a mile hoping he would be on there he was not damn it um so i've just been like you know bed rested up this is the first time i've really like showered or left my apartment since tuesday this is true um also we have a follow-up on train guy yes we do i was getting a little ptsd on our way here on that same train ride a week later and being like i hope he's not here i hope he's not here so train guy um you know i'm just going to dive in and reveal the fact that i'm psychotic i knew (laughs) that he was an author he had a dog named deli and he lived in Park Slope, and I fucking found him on the social she did. media. As soon as we parted ways last week. It took me, week. like, ten minutes, and I was like, found him, found And I'm like, him. no, you didn't. And then she sends me a picture, and I'm like, yep, that's him. Yeah, that so, is the guy. Um, you know, and we, as everyone you know, kind of felt, maybe this could be my husband. Um, I felt it. I really thought he's it. He's not. So no, absolutely we not. talked for a handful of days, and then he decided, after asking me to hang out last weekend, this weekend, one of the fucking weekends, he decided to disclose that he does have a girlfriend. <laughs> and his Instagram feed st- did says otherwise. Her. Yeah, it, it did not, not showcase her. It was her. the dog. It was him. It was like a bunch of weed because he writes yeah. about it. And so I just, you know, 
ghost at him because I'm allowed to do that. Yes, and I'm sure he's a fine person, um, but he's not a fine person for me. Nope. So moving on. That is kind of that. Um, my Like I said, my week was not that great. I was just quarantined. Um, but not I, due to corona. I texted the guy that, right, correct. I texted the guy that I am very much so into while on a lot of pain medicine, which if you, if you tell your doctor in the emergency room that you don't have loved ones around you, they should just take your phone from you. They really should. That should be a part of the process. Yeah. So, um, as I was like sending the texts, I was screaming at myself to stop sending the texts, mm-hmm. but you know. That's kind of like me after I take my Lexapro at night, I know that I go into like a dream state before I actually fall asleep and I'm like laying in bed watching TikToks. But before I discovered TikTok, I would um, buy things on Poshmark. Oh, that's bad. And then things would just come to my door. And I'm like, when did this happen? Like, how do they know that? But I'm also not mad. I'm not. But like, I would get these magical packages. I'm like, how did they know that I like this? How did they know my size? What? Oh my gosh. I had no clue. And I would just buy shit in my sleep. Amazon, everything. Yeah, so. so. I get it. You're going to um, die with a bunch of materialistic items. Yes, I am. And I'm going to die alone. So um, that about sums up our week, I think. It's, I think that does it, right? It's been cool. Um, so before we grab our guests, though, we have a sponsor. Yes, we do. Do you want to do the thing? I really, really do. Okay. So, guys, this episode of Is That Embarrassing is sponsored by our friends at Their Skincare. Skincare is not for him or her because beauty has no gender. The fact is, skin is everyone's largest organ. Their skincare is here to take care of your skin and the muscles below the surface. From mineral clay masks and muscle salves to lip balms and facial mists, every product in the line is infused with CBD. Their skincare puts science to work, proving the healing benefits CBD has in your daily skincare routine. To change your life starting with your skin, visit theirs.shop. That's T-H-E-I-R-S dot shop. And check out their Instagram at theirs.skincare and use our exclusive code embarrassing20 for 20% off your first order. So that is embarrassing20. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to go grab our guests. So just sit tight. Promises and problems were all left inside. an awesome guest she is a new york comic she hosts a podcast she's an athlete um and we're <laughs> we're really stoked to have her here so welcome erica Spera. oh thank you thank you so much for having me yeah, yeah of course former athlete we'll say okay, okay, okay. Fair. <laughs> no more really i just pulled sadly. what i could i was no, what, you doing? what kind of athlete were you i played college basketball nice uh, a bunch of other sports you look school, like but. such a fucking basketball player that's like a nice thing to say to someone right yeah it's just so funny that i haven't technically played in a very long time but it's still like seen a basketball since middle school yeah it's still everyone's like you're an athlete right you'll know this question i'm like no i won't (laughs) you just talk the talk yeah are you from new york originally i'm from upstate new york yeah binghamton very Mm -hmm. cool 
you know, Sports Central up there. Yeah, it is. Are you in Manhattan or Brooklyn right now? I'm in Queens, baby. Oh, wow. I'm a Astoria yeah. resident. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. cool. I love Astoria. I've been, my lease is up in October, and I'm like, am I going to move? No. She won't let me, though, so. Very, Brooklyn's overrated. Very, very, very clingy. So overrated. <laughs> Are you calling me a clingy? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my God. But then you think about the grape leaves that could be in Astoria. I know. I love grape leaves. And, and there's and lots of good food. And yeah. Make we them. love Greek food. More than yeah. Greek. We decided that. We decided that. We discovered that. We yeah. love Greek food. Yeah. So you host a podcast. Yeah, my podcast is called Shooters Gotta Shoot. So it's a dating relationship podcast. Um, my half is dating with herpes. Hell so yeah. that's kind of the – it's not a focal point. We kind of try to pick um, different things like research or like methods to try or like all the relationship books. Basically like we'll do the work for you and see what we like, what we don't like. Um, but every old school book a lot of times has stuff that's super – like offensive. would be offensive uh, <laughs> yeah. for now and times, but a lot of them do have a lot of things that were like, actually, I agree with this. This is rooted in some truth. So it's especially interesting when we have male guests will like, you know, ask the theories to them and the things they agree with. We're like, oh, I guess this still holds up. Yeah, that in is interesting. What kind of prompted the vision behind the podcast? Um, well, honestly, I started a support group in New York for people with herpes um, because I went to one that was just women and it was only like 12 people. And it was run by a therapist, but it was really expensive. But that's how I found it, um, was through like meetup.com. And me and a couple friends, uh, a couple girls from that group became really close. And we were like, okay, well, instead of paying for this group, because it's mainly just all of us talking, we'll just get together like once a month and try to catch up, do happy hour or something. That's awesome. That's right. Or just, amazing. you know, be regular friends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, to be honest, it was actually one of the first times in my life I felt like I truly had female friends that mm-hmm. were like really... Um, supportive of you and like never jealous of anything because it kind of was like everyone's rooting for each other with i guess herpes and dating um so then i started we decided to kind of like start our own i mainly run it um and basically every week i get at least like five emails from people that have found it and either like just got diagnosed or have been dealing with it so it kind of was like there's definitely a demand for people to talk about this more so that kind of was the original idea and then my co-host doesn't have herpes um her baggage i guess per se is like more um family stuff like her sister doesn't talk to their family anymore but she feels that affects her a lot with dating um so yeah yeah that's an awesome approach so um i reached out to you we met through like a comedy show in brooklyn yeah and um i had already listened to your podcast so i knew that you had herpes oh shit, i kind okay. of i kind of gave you <laughs> i'm always curious freedom. who's listening yeah, i yeah, see yeah. the numbers i'm like i yeah. know people are but rarely anyone admits it to you <laughs> it will drive you crazy because i'm like who is listening in my hometown i know there's like 42 yeah, of you um it's a hell of a band-aid no matter what your podcast is about yeah mm-hmm. so i but i wanted to give you the freedom obviously i was like i wa- just wanted you as a guest because i think you're hilarious oh, okay. um and good at storytelling oh, so <laughs> um but then when you were like well i have herpes i was like yes let's yeah, man. do it it's like a secrets podcast <laughs> i'm like i don't know yeah, yeah. so um that is what this episode is going to be about and we just have some questions for sure the hope is to um obviously this is a very heavy subject for a lot of people and yeah. by talking about it hopefully we like normalize that conversation yeah like as much as i'm comfortable and i talk about it publicly it's like there's i still have days that oh, i'm yeah. like i want to crawl in a hole yeah, so... <laughs> and you're like oh this is brutal again like, yeah you know so. yeah i'm sure it's not linear nothing is yeah right? No, never is. So. Yeah. Um, so when were you diagnosed? Um, I got it. This summer will be four years ago. Mm-hmm. So about three and a half years okay. ago, I got it. Yeah. 2016. Well, <laughs> August 15th. Like what? Yeah, that was four years ago. Um, I know, and right? Isn't that crazy? So was your podcast the first time that you really like publicly disclosed? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it took, I mean, it was like a little while before you felt comfortable to talk about it with the world. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the first year was rough. Yeah. It's, I mean, the biggest thing is like, quote, getting back out there. Cause, um, I did like know who I got it from. It was someone that I was kind of seeing. So I partly stayed in that relationship a little bit longer than I should have as many people that get herpes do. Mm-hmm. Cause all you can think is like, I don't want to have to go back out there with this thing. So even if that person's not treating you the way you deserve to be treated, like herpes or not, it's like, oh, I, yeah, you just, you don't fully want to leave. There's some part of you that's like, well, this person like will sleep with me and doesn't care because they have it too. So there's like a comfort in that. Yeah, I was going to say a comfort. Yeah, yeah. What initially prompted you to get tested? Uh, I had an outbreak. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people have it and have no idea. Um, So, or people don't know it's not in routine STD testing. You have to ask for it separately. Um, So I had like, I remember it was a Friday night. I it was like a week right after I had sex with this person for the first time. And it also was someone that I actually like waited. Like it wasn't like we slept together right yeah. away. It was like we've been hanging out a while. I was getting to know them. I did like them. Right. So I felt like I was like following all the rules. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because a lot of people associate STIs with like people who are promiscuous. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. sleeping around a ton. Um, and as a society that is becoming like more sexually explorative, it's so weird that there's still that stigma surrounding this. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's chlamydia specifically. The 90% of people that get it was their only sexual partner like within that year. Wow. So it's like, like women specifically, I know uh, that stat, CNN just did an article. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's even like chlamydia that's curable, you'll still, it might be labeled as like promiscuous. And a lot of times it's like, actually, this is the only person I slept with in a very long time. And yeah, yeah. I got it type thing. Um, sorry, I forget the original question. Um, so what prompted you to get tested? Oh, so right. So you were with okay. this person. Yeah, I had, um, so it was like, I remember exactly a week later, I had what I thought was like an ingrown hair because I was like uh, freshly shaved. We mm-hmm. had sex the week before. Um, so I looked and, you know, you'd like pick at it and th- then there was no hair. So I basically like popped something and was like, there's no hair. So I was like, what? And there was two little bumps, but it also was, you know, summer. It's New York. It's so hot. I was like, yeah. oh, this is probably from chafing. Right. Yeah. Like I was, it was probably a, sweat like bump a heat thing. rash thing. Right. But I started having that kind of panic cause I had sex a week ago mm-hmm. that I was like, well, you had sex a week ago. I like texted my one good friend from college being like, something's going on. Like she would always text me in a panic about anything like, yeah. you know. She would, she'd panic if she got her lip waxed that she got her piece from, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. So I was like, I'm going to talk to her and like it cooled down. And she was like, you're fine. Just go to the doctor tomorrow morning, whatever. And so the bumps that night were like kind of red, looked like a regular kind of pimple. And then the next morning there were those two turned into like, they were like white looking, okay. almost like a little bit of a crater to, I guess, let people know. Um, and then there was also two more. So it was like, okay, well that already expanded. So I went to um city md because it was saturday morning i went i was like the first patient and they only like it's so annoying that they only look at it like super quick and also city md like trains doctors so i had to like tell several people before it even got looked at like why are you here what brings you in today what's your date of birth i'm like dear god can somebody look at this yeah Yeah, and they like ask you all of these like questions that have nothing to do with what brought you in they're like typing into a computer for like 20 minutes also it's already such a nerve-wracking experience to think like do i have this do i not and then to keep rehashing it with a million people is like very unsettling Uh and then each one of them being like all right well the doctor's gonna be in and just keeps just like, being is he? Is the same be level in? keeps Where's coming the in like, i was like who's looking at my vagina that <laughs> better be the next person that walks in i think i think like the third person i was like hey listen um i have somewhere to go also like i'm freaking out so someone needs to come yeah. look at it i was like i don't know why i'm answering these questions five more times like, did they give you the results like on the spot 
Uh, well, literally, they, I remember the finally the head doctor, whoever, uh, came in that actually wears a lab coat. So I guess that's the real doctor. Uh, <laughs> and looked at it and like, like swear, it only looked like maybe a second or two. And was just like, yep, looks like herpes. And I was like, excuse me? You're like, like I was looks like, like or? Yeah. Like she was like, it smells like herpes. And it's, but it's so routine to them because it's so common. And, yeah. but I was like, can you look again? I was like, that was a very quick look. Yeah. They were like, this is most likely what it is. And they took my blood. Um, to do a blood test as well, but they already, they prescribed me like a Valtrex. And then I was like, they were saying to go have an appointment Monday if I could, my doctor, and I assumed gynecologist, which is actually incorrect. It's a dermatologist appointment because it's mm. a skin condition. But you're like STD yeah. and on my vagina. I'm like, well, my dermatologist doesn't look at my vagina. So I didn't really think <laughs> to be checking up with them. Um, so that's like a thing I learned with it. And then, um, but the good part about me getting the blood taken right then was it proved that I got it recently because there were no antibodies in my blood test. So I got the blood results Monday, but by the end of the day, Saturday, it was like full outbreak. It was all over. It did like, it hurts to pee. Um, it's like, it's painful. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just like, it sucks. And I think that's also why it's so hard to like accept having it is all you can think about is I'd never want to give this to somebody else because you just endured like the painful part of it. Yeah. But I haven't had an outbreak since the first one. A lot of people don't. So that's the part that's, yeah. Yeah. Many people people don't. don't. Especially I have type one, which Mm -hmm. is what cold sores are. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing, but you can get it in both regions. Right. So I think I answered that. You definitely (laughs) answered that. (laughs) What was, I'm just curious, what was going through your mind when you were at the doctor for the first time? Like, were you thinking that it could be something different than that and what like how much did you google that night oh yeah then i I definitely looked up pictures of like herpes which is very terrifying because it's just like the worst stuff or it's people getting herpes in spots that aren't common yeah which is insane or it's like of the eye yeah it's like red super like honestly anything i googled was not what mine looked like so that was the part like i was kind of more freaked out seeing images yeah or i think that's when you tell partners you're like worried about them doing this google search and it's just frightening yeah (laughs) um but when i was there in the doctor's office i remember it was so hard they also had me pee in a cup to do like other std tests um but it was so i remember like i started crying and i just it was just so hard to literally get out of that doctor's room and like walk to the bathroom so i was like just pull it together just gotta pull it together to go to the bathroom and it was so hard but i mean this is so sad for me like the very first thing i thought when i got it was just like you couldn't get a boyfriend without herpes how are you gonna get one now like it basically was like you have had zero success in relationships in your life and now that you have this thing it's like Okay, now someone, like, you couldn't get someone to, like, basically love you before. Now it's like, oh, you have to get them to love you to accept this thing, was almost how it felt. Mm. Which, I mean, it's sad, but it's, I think that's what most people think about is just, like, how is anyone going to be with me? Because that is, fortunately, the only obstacle of it. It doesn't actually affect your health negatively. It affects your mental health more than your mm -hmm. physical health. Yeah, which we want to definitely get into. Um, So you said that you had kind of, like, Held off. Um, you did things, quote unquote, the right way with this yeah, guy. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, and <laughs> and then you you contracted herpes. So how did you have the conversation of like telling him because you knew obviously that this that you more than likely contracted it from him. Yeah. Was yeah. he aware that he had it or? He claims he didn't know, and that's something that I'll never know for sure because I wasn't super adamant about pressing about it. Right. Um, but ultimately through seeing him a little bit longer he lied to me about so many other things and also it turns out i had a girlfriend the whole time so mm. i was like mm. i'm pretty sure you knew on some level or he might have known like quote he got cold sores before but just never realized that like 
there still was this possibility to transmit it because he wasn't showing signs, cold sore or like on his penis. So it was one of those things like I say here now, like having it for a few years and like being over that being like, well, there is a high chance he truly didn't know he was like at a risk of transmitting specifically without an outbreak because the chance is so slim. Like I really got short under the stick of like how I got it. But it's something I've heard many other people be like, yeah, there was no signs and then I just got it. And then. Yeah, and I think the important thing about that is um, taking, like, regular testing. Like, I I mean, I'm a little overboard. Every six months, I usually get tested um, if I'm, like, sleeping with new people just to be cautious. But I think the biggest thing is, like, not only being tested, but just, like, being informed and educated. Um, Because if he – say he did know – that he did have herpes and he just thought like I'm not going I'm, I don't have an outbreak she's not going to get it he sh- still should have allowed you to make the informed decision like I've slept yeah. with mm-hmm. I had like a long-term friends with benefits situation with a guy who does have herpes yeah and I was aware of it and he allowed me to make that informed decision right. he was on Valtrex like he was on suppression therapy mm-hmm. um and he was very cautious about it um, but still the fact that he had the conversation and like, I was able to make that informed decision was like highly respectable. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, and then I think that's also why it was, it was very tough for me to accept off the bat was I was someone hundred percent. If I was like just about to hook up with somebody, right. Like not seeing them. And then they told me like, Hey, I have herpes. I know I would not sleep with them right then and there. I mean, there's a high chance if I only wanted to hook up with that person, I, I just wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm not putting myself at risk for this thing for just a hookup. Relationship, yeah. different story, but just a hookup, probably yeah. not. So I know that, and it's like you understand that, even though it hurts when someone, like, does it to you. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting there being like, I mean, the number one thing anyone tells me when I tell them is just like, oh, I can't believe you told me. Or that was so nice of you to tell me. Because yeah. they're basically sitting there being like, Oh, I mean, there's no way for me to know. There's no way for anyone to know. Well, and with the amount of people who do, I mean, it, herpes, it's very common. Uh-huh. So with the amount of people who do have it, yeah, you think about how many people actually take the extra step to have a conversation and disclose oh, yeah. it. Well, I asked the partner that I ended up getting it from, and I would ask all my partners of, have you ever had an STD or currently have one? Because I knew someone in college that got herpes that I then knew how common it was. Yeah. So I was sitting there being like, I'm going to cover my tracks. And also, I actually know that legally, if someone asks you about an STD, you have to disclose it to yeah. them Yeah. if you currently have one. Mm-hmm. I know, I think HIV and AIDS, legally, you have to disclose that regardless, even if someone asks or not. But with herpes, there needs to be like some type of conversation. So like, it's kind of one of those, like if you are not asking your partners, it's not fully on that other person to tell you as well. Like you should, you know, be concerned with your own safety and sex life. Um, but, uh, oh, I think you asked me how I told him. Yeah. 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 So I waited, I waited to get my blood results for sure, because that was basically going to be the sign of like, did you get it from this person? Even though the other person I slept with was like, so long before that. How long that. did it take to get your results from the doctor? Uh, I took the test Saturday morning. I got it Monday okay. afternoon. Um, but I still had like my outbreak and got in with my derm. So a more common, um, test is the swab test. So that's why it's like if you have a bit of an outbreak or what you think to be an outbreak, you should immediately go somewhere because they can swab it and test it. So that's like 100% accurate. And the blood test can sometimes give you a false negative or a false positive. It's very rare. It used to be like way more common than it was uh, kind of like up and down. But it actually is more common that they'll tell you the wrong type that you have. But I've been like, I still get all my yearly testing at my gyno and it has come up consistently like type one herpes positive. Um, 
So I remember leaving that appointment and I texted him being like, what are you doing tonight? Because oh. <laughs> it was like, I'm not the type to be like, we need to talk. Like, right, I right. didn't want to like freak out because I was just trying to be like, I don't know. Or I still was sitting there being like, there's a chance that you didn't get it from this person, even though all signs po- po- point to yes. And I remember he didn't answer me right away. And then I just was like, I need to talk to you about something. And then he called me and he just was like, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I was like, I couldn't talk. I was just choked up. So I was just like, no, that's all I could say. And he was like, what? And I just, and, you know, I don't know exactly the combo, but I remember it was like, come over after work because I was working full time. And uh, I went over there and stuff, and it took me a while to say it. But the first one I immediately said it, he was like relieved. He's like, oh, I thought you were going to say you were pregnant. I was like, oh, my I God. suck I was ass. like, you, <laughs> they suck. first of all, w- I would not know this soon. It's been a week. <laughs> it's like, how do you people not know this? Like, <laughs> How really? do you make it through day-to-day life? Yeah, I was like, come on. One, uh, really, one week? You thought, no. I, okay. <laughs> Or like, or also like the relief in him was just like, we need to come put on, all man. men through like way more anatomy courses. Yeah, first. right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the one I remember when I told him, he first was like, "Are you sure you got this from me?" And I was like, and I explained the blood tests and all this stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, you're the only partner I've had in a very long time, so it's most likely you." But I was like, "Can you please go get tested?" Like mm-hmm. I still wasn't right. being like, "This is you," and how dare you, or like blaming yeah. um, and stuff. But I do remember one of the very first things he said to me was like. Uh, we should promise each other that no matter what happens, we're not going to hold this against each other. What does that mean? There was wow, something that along those lines. Like something someone would say when they did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, basically that was something I looked back on and was like, yeah, you most likely knew, wow, like on yeah. some level, whether it was you just knew you had cold sores and you were aware that you technically could pass it to someone otherwise whatever but it was just like yeah you know in that moment necessarily have to be vindictive like i'm gonna transmit herpes today but like he very well may have known and he wasn't open with you and then you no, especially i asked that's the part that's really fucked up is it's like hey man i mean that's me judging because it's like listen i have not told partners like i'm not gonna sit here and act like i'm holier than now uh but i also have never had someone ask me but i was sitting there being like if someone asked me i just i couldn't in good conscience not say anything yeah so it's almost like that's a sign of like oh you're being a piece of shit <laughs> yeah yeah man but oh, yeah geez <laughs> um i mean i know that this is um a super sensitive topic but no, did right. you feel that there was a significant change in your mental health linked to this diagnosis i'm 100 percent positive there was but what was oh, that yeah. process like and oh, man, what steps tough. have you taken well it's so funny because, like, on our podcast, it's called Shooters Gotta Shoot because we're the type that always would make moves with men and have dealt with a lot of rejection, which a lot of men always assume, like, oh, women, you don't deal with rejection as we do. And I'm like, well, some of us do. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> some of us are very impatient. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, ooh, mental health. Um, well, it was a mindfuck of, like, basically your self-esteem is very low. So I stayed with that person, even though I fully basically figured out, like, oh, yeah, you're definitely hooking up with other people. I didn't know he had another girlfriend. I mean, had a girlfriend. We weren't officially together. But it was something that's like, yeah, I asked you if you were sleeping with other people and you said no. So I, like, knew that on a basic level. But there was part of me being like, it's just nice to feel accepted by someone and be here with this person. Even though, like, I guess essentially it's just sexually. But it's like, oh, we have fun and, like, you know, we'll get a drink or whatever. Um, hmm. But the other part that happened, too, is I, like, lost... I already was, like, thinner than I am now, but I dropped 10 pounds for sure because I was all of a sudden in this mental state of, like, okay, well, for someone to be with you, you need to be, like, really hot. Like, you need to be 
you're hottest. Which, like, you can't see her, but she is. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. is. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> no, but there's something that mentally, yeah. like, gets in you that's like, no, you need to be, like, you know. Like, you have to overcompensate. Yeah, basically. It's like, okay, you have herpes now, so you got to be, like, banging hot and, like, really bringing it um, in that department. And then, um, yeah, I don't I mean, it's hard of just, like, I mean, I basically had, like, over a year of, like, rejection that I ended up going back to the guy that ended up giving me herpes but it was partly he was trying to be like you know let's stay let's be friends even though it's like we weren't friends no you weren't friends before before Why would you this be friends now yeah. right especially it's like we also ended by you basically ghosting me which is some real trash uh, real yeah like i took shit. him out for his birthday and then like basically didn't hear from him again yeah but anyway um mm. yeah i got uh i got weirdly into not weirdly i got into like a lot of kind of self-help stuff mm-hmm. i remember i like I, like, repainted my room. I redecorated my room. I got it. I read this, like, thing on feng shui. So I, like, moved my yeah. furniture. Um, but it was almost, uh, hmm. in general, in life, I struggle a little bit with control stuff. Mm-hmm. So I partly was, like, finding things that I could fix and control a little bit. So, like, changing my room was one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I throw myself into my work. So I just, like, worked a shit ton was what I would mainly do. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that where as far as the control thing goes, whenever I'm dealing with something that, um, you know, is out of my control, I find anything and everything. Right. Um, so I have a, a close friend of mine who is actually diagnosed with herpes as well. And as someone who wasn't, I felt like I was put in such a challenging position because I... I think the most asshole thing, and maybe I'm wrong, that you could do is sit there and be like, it's fine. One in four women. And like start, because mm-hmm. I don't have it, so I can't say it's fucking fine. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. can't tell you it's all going to be okay, because even though likely it is all going to be okay, like I have no idea what this journey is going to look like for her. Um, And so I remember just like, I went to the doctors with her and I just listened to her and we sat down, we looked up that we were driving and she's like, tell me the statistics. And so I'm like <laughs> reading her statistics. Yeah. It depends um, how your brain is. Cause I've tried with telling partners to do like statistic route. Cause I like math and statistics. So for me, it makes more sense or like, especially with people want to mainly know like what's the risk of them getting it. Yeah. And they essentially want you to be like 0%. Right. Which is never Not, true. No yeah. matter what precautions you take, it's never 0%. So I tried to do the thing of like, um, you know, being on the pill, you're nine, it's 99% effective or condoms are 99% effective, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, okay, like you wearing a condom and having sex with me, the risk I'm taking to get pregnant is 1%. And I'm like, okay, so vice versa, that's the same risk you're taking to get herpes. And they're still like, no. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, this is wild. The basic <laughs> like, women I, I are always did math. <laughs> risking pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, damn it. I thought and, that was going to work. you just can't <laughs> risk this one. Well, I was trying to be like, how many times you have sex with a yeah. condom and don't get someone pregnant? The majority of the time, yeah, right? Literally, yeah, yeah. most guys, 100% in their brain. So you're like, okay, they'll understand. And it's like, nope, that uh, was... It's like, it's like I scared them on two accounts. It's like, you just brought up pregnancy <laughs> and herpes and their brain is on fire. <laughs> you're just like, a mission. We have to have yeah. a new approach. I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, so going back, so I... I kind of like went through this with my friend, yeah. obviously, um, and I did see the how it affected her mental health, um, mm-hmm. and she really slipped into like a deep depressive episode. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier having like having your support group, and I'm I'm curious um, what that social support looked like and how it helped you. 
Um, yeah, so in terms of telling people that I knew, it was super limited. It was mainly my one good college friend, and then I think my one good guy friend was really the only people I told out when the gate. When did you tell your parents? Or I don't know your uh, relationship I told my parents, if you were, like, close with Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I, told, I did end up telling my parents mainly because of the podcast coming out. I was yeah. like, obviously, you're going to see me posting about certain stuff. Um, even though in the first handful of posts I had, I didn't write in the posts, like, I have herpes type thing. Right. Did you start the podcast during this time or was um, it this year before? So it was this oh, October. Okay. So it was a – I just hit three years of having herpes. So okay. it wasn't right immediately, but it was something like – with telling my parents specifically, it's something that, like, I do have a very, like, tight-knit family. They're very supportive of, like, comedy and all this other stuff. But it's also, like, an Italian Catholic family. And mm. there's this thing, too, of, like – okay, well, they know I haven't been in a relationship and it's almost, there's this thing in my brain being like, okay, essentially if I tell them, I don't know what their pillow talk that night's going to be of basically like, you know, oh, I didn't know our daughter's a whore or whatever, right? Like you don't know what that's going to be. But also there was this level of like, they already worry about me enough and I was very like, I need to be like accepting and okay with it by the time I tell them because if I tell them in the panic mode I was in, I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. Like, it almost was like I didn't want to put, like, the weight on, like, my parents' shoulders anymore of, like, that. It's like, you already worry about me just doing comedy alone, let alone, like, no, oh, yeah, sense. I'm doing, like, you know, oh, now I have herpes, by the we way. We talk about our secrets that, like, we've shared, you know, one each so far. But I have one that I am preparing to discuss in the future. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I have not even talked to my family mm-hmm. about it. And so it is that kind of you have to get through it some there are some things as you grow up that you just have to fucking deal with without mom and dad you have to get through it and then you need to tell them from like a calm state of mind because like you said our parents do worry that's their nature right or it's also with telling your partners if you're calm they're calm yeah if they can tell you're freaking out about it then they're freaked out about it it's like a little kid will mirror if they fall down and you like start to be like oh my god are they okay they they suddenly are like oh something's wrong and then Mm -hmm. they're sad and upset um Oh, yeah, but uh, the other part of the social thing. Uh, yeah, the number one thing I would encourage, like, I mean, I think you did a great job as a friend. It's, like, it's all you can really do is, like, be there for people or even, like, ask them, like, what would be helpful or, like, I found this resource. Because the group I went to, my good friend I told was the one that found it. Oh, that's awesome. Because she felt like, I don't know if I'm saying the right things to you and sometimes I feel you get frustrated with me because it's, you know, you're, you're trying to be encouraging. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like, so many people have it. Like, someone will accept it. But, like, until you have someone accept it, that's your number one like thought in your brain so i would encourage people there's like um there's a couple like online communities too that are almost like not a chat room based but there's one group that you actually can like virtually come into um and you don't have to have your camera on if you don't want um but there's definitely resources that you can basically find other people that have herpes like yahoo groups meetup groups really like if you google around you will find something um, or, I mean, I would encourage them even to do what I did. It's like, you can just put up a meetup group and you'll be surprised. You'll get some yeah. traction on there from people. It's really incredible. And it's really inspiring to hear that. I recently joined, this has, um, I recently joined a women's group that oh, nice. is just, um, it was started by my two friends that I went on a yoga retreat with and just having like-minded women in your corner, no matter yeah. what, and people, there's no ego and you're just together for a specific purpose, even if it's just to like have some snacks. Yeah. Like, well, I was going to say, is yours like nice. kind of like a social club or is there a... It's kind of like a social club. They're both um, holistic healers. Okay. So they just like chill, talk about, we journal a little bit, we meditate. Yeah, man. It's there's, cool. There's something to having like a creative outlet. Like I had stand up, which is something like you could just do more of yeah. if you mm-hmm. want, like with open mics or writing or... 
even like watching comedy like there's always stuff you can do i mean i'm just i was the more the type to be like the doer to deal with it like do something yeah. so it's like if i didn't have comedy i'm like i'm sure i would have been like i'm gonna just get some paint or like <laughs> like there's something to She's like watching bob ross videos yeah, like, <laughs> but there's something to like keeping your hands busy in, in yes. addition to your mind as opposed to like the just like staying in bed all day or sitting on the couch all day like watching netflix is like yeah. I mean, I encourage people to be more of a doer when you feel sad about anything. Yeah, that's one of the things I used to rock climb a lot. And I, when my spleen's not enlarged, I'll be back in the gym. But um, I keep like meaning to get back into it. But I mean, I toured all around the country rock climbing. What? And, yeah, I know this about you. Yeah, and my favorite thing about it was um, when you're rock climbing, you could die. And so you're really thinking, all you are thinking is like, where where am I putting my hand? Where am I putting my foot? Where am I putting my hand? Where am I putting my foot? And for the longest time, that was the only activity I could do that allowed me to like mentally detach from yeah, things because I'm out. so type A. And so I would check out because I wanted to live. And um, and so, yeah, I think that's so important. It's like <laughs> find your rock climbing, whatever that is that allows yeah. you to detach and like yeah. debrief a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're really doing such an important Thing here for people i mean i hope so no, you're <laughs> that was like partly the fear too of like publicly announcing i'm like i watch nobody nobody no, pay attention to really, this <laughs> i i had numerous friends that i sent it was episode two of your podcast right yeah that's talking? the one i, I get yeah, into I sent, my story specifically yeah. yeah i sent numerous friends the link because i know that it's something that they've dealt with and i know that it's something that they've you know kind of kept quiet right that's their preference but i also knew that hearing someone who was speaking so openly and it would that it would be relatable to them and that it would make them feel like seen and less alone yeah i would hope so i mean the big thing i found was with like resources i found specifically um, women talking about having it was always they were never single it was always like they were married. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same. Like, I won. I'm out of the trenches. But I was sitting there like, okay, well, I'm in the trenches. So that's why I liked my support group was like, okay, this is all people in the trenches. This is all single women that are dealing with dating with herpes. Yeah. So there's something to that of like, yeah, sometimes, you know, as much as I got into motivational stuff and like self-help, there's like, there was always a, there was a part of me with herpes that just was like, no, I just want someone to be like, yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, it sucks sometimes and that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks to just like basically have like a pity party yeah <laughs> like, yeah and you're allowed yeah. and that's okay yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. and that kind of leads into um so as far as you were saying like being in the trenches so are you in a relationship now uh i am not okay i uh, Casually was dating or i was seeing somebody exclusively for like four months okay and it ended ended in january okay so yeah it's fresh. i uh so i got my first um no, I'm not going to say person that accepted it because I did. I have like slept with people since I've gotten herpes. But the first like, oh, I was consistently seeing somebody and they liked me and were into me and were okay with herpes. And, you know, basically it was like I finally hit the point that I had a relationship like get over like the herpes bump, as I call it. Yeah. Um, that it was like, oh, okay, now this is we're in regular relationship of like, oh, now like any little worries or anxieties have nothing to do with herpes. Right. Which was interesting we to have like get other to. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, there's other problems. <laughs> what a world. Yeah. Well, even with just like, um, you know, you have people accept it sexually and, and you sleep with them, but there's like this, there's like hesitation or you could just tell they're not fully comfortable. So it's like, even that takes a minute. You're like, okay, we're having sex. Okay. Well, you know, then how many times you're like, okay. And then finally you're like, oh, now they're fully comfortable. Like, 
with all the sexual things and like you could just finally tell like oh okay the fear is gone when you decide to disclose like when when you're disclosing to a person when do you choose to do that because i feel um like i mean is it ever a distracting factor like have you ever right before sex been like okay by the way this is a thing because i feel like then i'd like is this person only thinking about herpes like um yeah (laughs) i actually predominantly that was the only time i i mean that was the only way i was telling people because it's such a weird game of like you know i'm not huge on the pda so like I often wouldn't be, it's not like I would be like heavily making out with someone in a bar yeah. and you're like, oh, clearly this is getting physical and we're going home together. Mm-hmm. So you would just end up home it kinda, together. Right. It's a weird thing of like, you want to bring it up and tell someone, but then sometimes it feels too early to do that. Or like you're at dinner and it's almost like you're sitting there being like, well, I mean, I think this is going pretty well. I don't know about you. It's <laughs> How's your chicken parmesan? Yeah. I would compare it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would compare it to like, um. If you neither of you have condoms and one of you like brings up stopping to get condoms, you're basically being like, "We're fucking, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, we're gonna have sex, right? Like this, we're, That's we're where both, this is going. This date's going well, correct? <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. Um, yeah, it's something like with telling someone right in person right before having sex has only worked for me like twice, and every other time it didn't because I think you're. And when you say it didn't work, does it mean like uh, they you didn't, didn't have sex? Yeah, they didn't hook up with me afterwards. But it also is partly because it's like, okay, not only are you, you dropping, like, a kind of a bomb of information, you're also being like, hey, here's this thing, and also decide right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the yeah. part of it that's more difficult is, like, I need a minute. And it's not necessarily that they're rejecting you right then and there, but it's more like, I need to think about this. Or especially, like, I mean, I'm straight, so it's like, you know, basically, like, they have boner brain. Like, yeah, they're yeah, hard, and then it's like, you just got information, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so have you had anyone who um, initially was like, okay, we need to take a step back, didn't fuck you, and then kind of processed it, and was like, yeah, let's hook up at a later date? Um, Not directly like that. I had, okay. It was actually um the first partner I told, essentially said no, but didn't also didn't directly say no, because I kind of panicked. And he was more like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, yeah. just consoled me, like, it's fine. Um, and then I ended up hooking up with him like over a year later, but it was something of like, he was like a friend of a friend. So we were like at a party and I saw him, we were talking and then we ended up leaving. But that kind of thing was like, well, actually this happened twice. We ended up leaving the one time and we didn't hook up, but that kind of hurt more. It's like, you know, the deal. Like I've already told you my situation, but you know, in the moment, all you can do is be like, yeah, it's okay. We don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And then there was another time that happened and we did hook up. So part of me was kind of like, hey, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, you accepted it, man. Awards you know? for good boys. Yeah, he's also a hypochondriac. So I was oh, like, gosh. I did not know that till yeah. one time I was like with him commuting. I think we were on the train somewhere and he like, you know, now no one's touching subway poles. But like, nope. yeah, but there like there was he, there's a jitteriness, jitteriness to him on a subway, even just being in that many germs oh, that I was like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. Now. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, of course. Um yeah. So, since- I, so yeah, I really, yeah, I really haven't had one. Hmm. The guy I was see- just seeing, I, I didn't have the official disclosing. He actually listened to my podcast because oh. I literally went on like two dates with him right before we released, and the first this was the guy in January. Yeah, the guy um just oh, ended. Oh shit! Okay. So he was like, he listened to the first one, was like, oh, the podcast is funny, and I really like it. Da da da. And the second like, one, <laughs> yeah, the second one is um, you know, you're like pause, pause, yeah. Ooh, pause. Yeah. You know, it's uh, also really cool. You're gonna get to a point. 
very soon where you're going to be so famous you're not going to disclose it to anyone ever yeah, i mean that's know. a dream right yeah it's awesome. like you know get me in glamour magazine or something <laughs> it's like i guess i'm the new famous of herpes maybe um yeah i mean there's i mean it's it's funny like with the podcast it's like yeah the idea is like um obviously we'd love it to you know blow up and stuff or like change people's mind yeah. about mm-hmm. herpes yeah. but more realistically it's just going to make people with herpes feel less alone or maybe hopefully a resource that is like, oh, so many people have herpes. There's this whole podcast about it. Yeah, or and it is. It like does that. serve as an outlet for you too, because like we said earlier, it's not this linear thing. So when you're kind of struggling with it, yeah. you're able to like have this outlet. And I think the more people see you be like authentic about that, the more yeah, um, I'm like struggling with it right now. It's gonna serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, I'm like newly single, so I'm like. For a little bit while I was sad was just the thought of like, oh, you got to go back out. Are you trying? Are you like trying to go um, back out? I just like downloaded apps again. Oh, which ones? Um, Bumble and Hinge. Ugh. Partly because I already had profiles on there. So yeah, it's so like it's you easy. just reactivated. You just, it's yeah. very We easy. met on Bumble, don't Yeah, we met on Bumble. Oh, shit. Bumble, Bumble Friendship? Yeah, yeah, we met on Bumble Man. BFF. Our first hangout, we recorded a fucking episode. We did. <laughs> Dude, I... There's so We've many known people... each other for like a month. Yeah. There's so many people. Bumble BFF works. Yeah, so it works. Um, and now if we could just get the dating side to yeah. work. Well, <laughs> yeah, confirmed that the BFF works. Yes. Dating, <laughs> not, not so. Yeah. yeah. Well, part of me didn't do Tinder specifically because... It's the guy I was just seeing his girlfriend before me he met through tinder and i was aware that he's used it before oh. so i partly was sitting there being like if i'm on any app and he pops up it's a little bit even though it's like i'm on it yeah there's yeah. a little bit of this like oh there's you're already out there yeah, yeah. right there's a little and bit. also i feel like tinder is more so associated with just like fucking yeah you know? i mean they all are it's just like it's that's true everybody on apps is trying to fuck it's just different speeds yeah that's you know, very true. Some people are just trying to fuck right away, and then other ones, it's like, yeah, but, you know, when I have a commitment, I want to fuck. But essentially, you're on there because you want something. You want yeah, yeah, yeah. a person yeah. <laughs> in your bed eventually. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> or in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That too. Shit. <laughs> you have to have hope, right? You can yeah. be like my husband, uh, who wrote me a novel on OkCupid. Yeah. Oof. That'll happen. I was on OK. So I was. Wait, how long ago did you get married? I say you're married. Oh, yeah. I got married two and a half years ago. I'm just curious. Okay. So OK Cupid two and a half years ago. That's pretty good. It was before it was an app. We met way before that. Yeah. Um, But it was a website. Right. So funny. I like had a Blackberry at the time. I didn't even have an iPhone yet. So you met in New York? We did, yeah. See, this is what amazes me is when people end up getting married in New York that actually met yes. their person in yeah. New York. Yeah, that's he's very hard. from New York, so we're both from oh, New York. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be, be in the statistics, be in the odds. You know. Um, so I hear her story, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm on Bumble and Hinge. Yeah. I'm going to download OkCupid because it is, I will say, you see all the tra- like the train right. subway ads where it's like, you know, don't want to date someone who loves Trump? You don't have to. And I'm like, <laughs> sounds perfect. Right. So I answered like 200 questions about myself oh yeah and i matched with this guy whose name was the tickler and the photo was from like the neck down in a suit and he has a tickling fetish and he had an like a very extensive profile which i do not like kink shame fetish shame whatever you're into fine but i'm like uh, with all the other kinks i'm like 
Oh, yeah, tickle the tickling is like normal, I'm like, That's right? Fine. But so <laughs> I'm just not that ticklish. So. I his profile was like, you know, we don't have to tickle, or his message to me was like, we don't have to tickle as lovers, we can tickle as friends. And then I look, and this motherfucker and I are a 97 percent match, and I'm like, damn. there's an error in the system. <laughs> no, <laughs> the algorithm is fucked. Yeah. Oh, you never know. <laughs> it's fun. like swipe left. Have you had relationships via online? I'm always curious. Um, like, have I met someone and dated? Like, them of your relationships, I guess, what's percentage none, been online none. or none? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a technical boyfriend since high I, school. So. Uh, okay, so I really have, like, I, like, sink my claws in. I've, like, exclusively dated, and they were all people that I knew. Um, I met a guy on Instagram that I, like, hooked up with who lived here. Um, we hooked up for, like, a year on and off, okay. I would say, about a year. Um, so I guess kind of, like, that's the closest I have. But dating apps, no. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I a, never have it's something like I don't shit on them because I'm like I do believe they work, yeah. but there's something like right now and I've been trying to be actively on them, like message people, check it every day, like really try, go on. Oh, dates. I'm like, part of the problem for sure because yeah. I hate going out. I'm like, can I just find the love of my life on <laughs> yeah. my fire escape? Like, right. you know, I fire. Like, escape. I just don't want to yeah, leave. I I get like social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think, and so, um, and I also get just anxiety of like people's expectations. Mm-hmm. And we were talking earlier about a guy that I did meet on Bumble. He was he was pretty great, and we went out, but. I didn't, we talked for a while, and then I ghosted him. It wasn't until he ran into me, I was producing a comedy show. And he oh, saw her. It was up. like a and weird kismet me, thing. So And weird. he messaged me and was like, hey, I saw you in your element. Like, you look like you're thriving, all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, he like, oh, well, maybe Which I could. Nice, and then, yeah. yeah, and then I like went out with him, and it was good. Um, oh, but, you went out after that? Yeah, I okay. did. But it was only because he like saw me just like you yeah, know in your, passing doing oh, living your best life men and have no idea how like complimentary it is if you compliment like our work yeah yes. they never they only think to compliment your looks and i'm like no nah, that doesn't i'm like thanks but like when you're like yo you like inspire me i'm like fuck i'm like yeah. take your pants and off. we talk about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm like, oh you like that i work hard hell yeah <laughs> we <laughs> talked about this in my yeah. episode like compliment my brain yes you don't like, yeah, yeah we do i'm talk doing about so that. much shit like i work so hard at everything i'm doing and like I mean, I will say, though, I went out with a guy recently, um, and he did compliment my outfit, and I still, I did really appreciate that, oh, yeah. especially it's not, coming from him. All compliments are great, but... But, like, I also already know that he values my character. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, It's just things. like, uh, even if someone just was like, damn, I'm, like, proud of you. Yeah. That's so, like, not many people say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. So, um, but no luck as of right mm. now, like, on the dating yeah. apps for you? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I just got back on them, but it's something, uh, I did on one date and it was fine and it was fun. Um, but it was like one of those, I just was like, I don't care if I see this person again. So I feel, I don't know if that's what you found you're on okay, keep it, but yeah, I did find that a lot to really do it is just, it's a lot of trial and error. So it's more making the commitment to be like, you're going to put the time into it. Like you're going to go on dates that you don't really want to go on a second date, but it's I mean, the only way to do it is like to meet them. I know a lot of people do a phone call before. Oh, that's weird. That's like I the hate new trend. That. Oh, well, no. but see, I like it in the sense that it kind of is like a first date and actually getting to know them a little. Uh, and it's basically like fair. if you vibe a little on the phone, then you feel a little one more comfortable meeting a person, or it's just supposed to be a time saver. 
but it's something, I don't know how old you guys are, but my friend that, he was like, yeah, that's like standard, like the phone what? call. He's like, I passed the phone call and we're going on the date. It's like and an I was HR like, phone screen. Yeah, but he's what? 41 now. Yeah. Okay, so, so I've definitely been, I love older guys. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, do I love them. <laughs> I was like, oh, Patrick Dempsey has been my biggest crush <gasps> since I was like six Funny. years old. I love him. I love older guys. A lot of the guys I've been with, like, you know, the past year have been older and I agree. I agree. It is older I think it, guys. Well, definitely. it's also older women. Yeah. Because he's not going after 24-year-old girls. Right. Are you sure? He's not. Well, like, <laughs> You're not well, 24. You know, anytime yeah, he says yeah. the phone call thing, I'm like, I'm like, how old is the girl? And usually she's at least like 32. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. there's something to basically, she's at a point, she's like, I kind of know what I want. Like, this phone call is going to have some questions of like, how do you feel about marriage? How do you feel? Like, basically those farther compatibility things. It's like, okay, if I have deal breakers, I might as well get them out of the way early. Yeah. So that's even like what herpes. I'm like, I guess that I'm newly single. It's like I'll probably try a couple different ways of telling people. I know people that only do the phone call method because then the person isn't worried about reacting to you. There's something about like having that separation and giving because you want someone to respond to this, not react. And so, right. and the difference being like someone can react and be a real dick. Yeah. Um, if they don't have like the time to process and think things out, they can like, when we react to things, we say and do things that we don't truly mean. Uh-huh. And so I think that if you give them that space of some sort, even if it's just not having like the conversation face to face, it allows them more time to like process and actually respond. Yeah. That's what the guy I just saw said. He's like, I liked that I found out that way. He's like, because I could just actually listen to what you were saying and get the information and not, and not just not worry about that reaction. Cause I think most people are good people that like, it's like when anyone opens up to you about anything, your first thought's like, I hope I'm reacting correctly. Yeah. And not so much at, like, No, you're a really good person or... if you think that. Because I don't think a lot of people are like, am I reacting appropriately? Uh, I would so like that to, says a you lot know. about your character, All right. Erica. Good people. <laughs> yeah. Good people good do that. People. But it's, um, I think I even sense that sometimes with telling guys, it's you almost feel like they're telling themselves, just don't freak out. It's like, just be calm. Like, basically, like, don't be the asshole, like, mm-hmm. type of thing. But But it's like, yeah, you can't. We've all reacted poorly <laughs> to several things in our lives, so you can't control too much. But your approach is really beautiful, and you're doing such incredible things. You are <laughs> doing it all. and Yeah, and yeah. while you're like doing this this whole new thing where you're talking openly about this and shedding light on it, um, and that's awesome, there are so many other things that like make up who you are. Like you're not – we joked earlier right, about yeah. like you're going to be the face of herpes. <laughs> and like, you like know, that's maybe. not all that you are. Yeah, but also I mean, like you know. you're just this like – badass spitfire of a comedian oh, thank you. Um, and and so yeah i mean i think I'm this trying. is yeah you're you're succeeding let's be real <laughs> you're doing i'm doing thing. okay um so this has been great and i appreciate you being really open and transparent about oh, everything yeah um do you Thanks for having me on the pod yeah do pod. you want to plug any upcoming shows your podcast your personal uh, do you page? know when this comes out Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> does it come out this week is mainly um, the question. No, it's going to come out on the 19th. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then that thing I was going to plug is no more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you um, missed just, it. Yeah, I guess my podcast, Shooters Gotta Shoot, um, and it's on Instagram, Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod is an easy way to find all the links like where we post it. And then um, my personal Instagram is at Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. And um, especially like, I don't know. I mean, just, I mean, message me. That's I'm trying to encourage people like, so many people listen and stuff, but like it actually helps me a lot when someone messages and is like, That's "Hey, awesome. I heard you on this thing. You know, I have it too, or whatever. Um, you know, that'd be dope." Yes, do it, guys. <laughs> message Erica. So, message her. Yeah, send me a note. 
Yeah, and we'll drop your, we'll like tag you on all of the Yeah, and I'll send you the meetup link you. too if someone's looking for that. Awesome. Find, Super. So. I want to use meetup now. I totally they have so much stuff because I get emails. I get emails. There's actually so much fitness stuff. So that's cool. like people, there's one thing called Run and Chug where they'll meet like basically near a brewery and they'll run a loop that ends at like a I beer brewery so that. it's a big social group and That's cool. stuff like that yeah it's basically it's it's hard to have uh it, no shame with stuff like that but it's like if you're trying to go out there and meet friends like you guys did bumble bff i'm sure you felt a little vulnerable being like am i really making you're the a fucking... only person i met off of it really yeah again oh, social yeah. anxiety no, I but it's it. been hard for me because i moved here from michigan knowing right. like two people last year but and so even that so many times people feel like i'm i should be able to make friends yeah do yeah. i really need to go on an app and make friends and it's the yeah. same with dating where you're like how come i don't meet people do i really have to use this app to meet people it's like it's just it's like you know it's vulnerable to put yourself out there in, in many ways so yeah you know, yeah. it's the same with, like, meetup. It's, like, you might feel like, oh, is this going to be a bunch of losers? And it's, like, no, it's probably no, just it's a bunch cool. of people that don't really know anyone and they have the same interests. That's yeah. all it is, so. I mean, I joined Bumble BFF just to, like, get myself out there a little bit, yeah. But, like, I had so many friends just from circles of friends from high school because I grew up here. Right. And mm-hmm. I needed to be, like, you know, who are my New York friends? And I yeah. need more strong women in my life. And right. there she was. I'm here staring into her eyes right now. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. We're going to get Bumble and Meetup to sponsor. Yes, we asses. are. Yeah. Speaking um, of sponsors, yeah. thank you again to Their Skincare for sponsoring us today. We love you. Yeah, follow them on Instagram. You can find me, Stephanie, at Seeker and Sought. And you can find me, Sammy Wallman, at the Sammy Kramer. Okay, bye. Bye bye. <laughs>